0: It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today, um, we're going to be discussing autoimmune disease and symptoms and conditions and spectrum, however, whatever terms you want to uh, apply to that word. Um, it's episode 130, and it's February 1st. So I've talked about autoimmune diseases and symptoms and conditions and spectrum uh, many times on this show. It is a topic that's very near and not very dear to my heart. Um, it, I've been impacted by autoimmune-type uh, symptoms uh, for a while and and you'll if this is your first time listening to this uh, podcast or the wit this kind of speak it is uh, different because of the perspective I have now um, and you, it'll, it'll make more sense as we go on so uh, I've been impacted by autoimmune symptoms for over two decades, not lately, not for the last, uh, I wanna say two years, Um, and we'll go over a little bit why. I've talked about autoimmune symptoms many times, so I'm just going to go uh, briefly do a little recap, Uh, but feel free to go back to previous episodes uh, where I talk more in depth about what is actually going on and what is actually known, And, um, and before I start going down tangent, let's continue so um, along with my experience with autoimmune disease or symptoms um, I've have I have family members who have uh, autoimmune they're on the autoimmune spectrum I've had a, a my best friend who was on the autoimmune spectrum and unfortunately uh, I didn't learn what I know now and um, and it that know it is what it is so um, unfortunately I could have helped. Uh, I, I get choked up or I get a little bit uh, tongue-tied when I talk about JJ, so uh, excuse me. But he—he uh, he was my best friend. He—he uh, he and I met in high school, uh, and shortly after high school, he—he uh, he got married and he moved to a, a another place. I don't want talk too much uh, give too many specifics but there was a major stressful event in his life and then shortly after he came down with the autoimmune uh diagnosis or it took a while for them to diagnose it but he came out down with the symptoms the noticeable manifestations of autoimmune spectrum disorders whatever name you want to apply to it. it really doesn't matter uh so his Name, the name they gave his symptoms, his collection of symptoms, was Wegener's granulomatosis. A big, big uh, mouthful. I'm assuming named after the person who um, discovered the symptoms, the collection of symptoms, and, and they named it after themselves because it's they were proud. Um, now the uh, name has been changed to granulomatosis with polyangitis. That was from the Mayo Clinic. Main point of that uh, those names is that the immune system is um, attacking the lungs and cartilage. And you know, it affects people differently, that's because of genetics, and we'll get into that shortly. But um, the, the thing is he died last year. And, uh, and he, uh, that's after having been with those symptoms for about 11 years and having over 120 surgeries. So uh, he had a wife and son, and the unfortunate truth about all of this is that it is preventable. It does not need, people who die from this type of thing, they don't need to die from this. And that's the hard truth, is that I figured that out about eight years or so too late. Uh, so things are a lot easier if, you, if you're listening to this and you have something that's pretty harsh, like uh, an auto, a deadly autoimmune disease, um, then it, the, the truth is that these things can be re- not reversed. Okay, so the, so the terminology is weird, so, and I'm in, I'm in a legal tough spot here, So, and I, and I will also want to give you the appropriate perspective. So basically, there are reasons for these symptoms to pop up you get rid of the reasons and the symptoms go away. So that's not reversing, that's not curing, that's not treating or, or curing. I don't do any of those things. That's not, I am not. Di- I don't diagnose things either. That's a uh, conventional medicine or mainstream medicine. Uh, uh, that's their bubble, that's their wheelhouse. Uh, and the problem is the many people who are in that wheelhouse don't know how to refer out and um, and they need to refer out to 80% of of diseases. And by their, this is their speak. Um, they should refer out uh, other everything other than emergency based needs uh, like surgery and, um, and life life uh, saving protocols and stuff like that. Um, they need to refer out to people who are more like me, who helps people with the uh, long-term lifestyle changes and identifying those environmental issues that uh, I'm still a little choked up talking about, JJ, so I apologize. Okay. And, um, and then help the person remove it. This is a, a very long process that uh, practitioners and coaches and however you want to put it, that people help individual they, they take more time to help the individual and unfortunately so many specialists so many um, people in the mainstream don't know that where their scope of practice really ends and their so, their scope isn't as big as they're taught to believe so um, this information wasn't really widely distributed even five years ago so it's not you know hindsight's twenty twenty. And uh, and yet, things still really aren't changing with the approach that many doctors take to disease or helping people. I mean, I'm, people go into that mainstream uh, medicine field with the goal of helping, uh, but they're you know they're going to learn what they're going to learn, but they're not going to realize that um, the, the, a bigger perspective on what they're actually learning. Um, but anyway. Uh, before i go into um into another tangent this is an emotional topic for me so uh, yeah i might have some pauses here and there i might go on tangent i may you may notice a little bit of anger i'm working on it not healthy um anyway uh so let's let's continue so obvious question that everyone asks uh, when I explain these sort of things, or when they hear this overall, this topic of root-causal, um, root-causal, not therapy, uh, but this, this, uh, fra- this um, framework th- where people actually eliminate the environmental factors and lifestyle factors that contribute to the symptoms known as disease, this type of talk is meet is usually immediately met with the question, why doesn't my doctor know this? Or um, you know, why aren't why didn't they update their protocols? If it is true, why isn't mainstream medicine changing their protocols? Because act you know the if you really think about it, mainstream medicine is through incompetence or through. Uh, you know, willful ignorance or any other uh, terms—they are doing the wrong thing and getting people killed. And that's—I uh, I don't use those words lightly. This is something I've come to uh, believe, or honestly, it's based on fact. Um, this is something uh, opinion I've come to come by by. Over time, like a year plus of sitting with this topic, learning from different uh, practitioners and and doctors and PhDs and other experts or whatever, and 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 I can't help but come to the conclusion that this is done. Um, you know what? I, I was going to give you the the nice answer first. Let me let me. That was going to be the bad answer. So so two answers to why doesn't your doctor know this and why. Are people still being treated with outdated protocols? Um, the nice answer is that mainstream medicine takes a very long time to update curriculum, and many professionals in the mainstream medicine community do not know about new paradigm shift, the new bi- paradigm shift in medicine. And I will, I have, I, I upload this as an article as well. So uh, let me correct that. So that's the nice answer. But if I'm being super honest with you, and I always want to be honest with you, is that the it boils down to your doctor doesn't know this because of money. Money. It's always money, isn't it? it always seems like money and power. Power, money. Interchangeable words, really. But uh, the real fixes to these incurable, and I use air quotes for those listening on the podcast, uh, is that um, these incurable... Uh, again, air quotes, uh, threatening, life-threatening diseases are very lucrative. And so that may sound, some people even got offended when I've said this before. And this was even before I did all my research i I thought about this and i was like you know what i bet there's i bet it's money i bet we can be a lot healthier as a human species as a species we've done so many technological breakthroughs we can go to mars for you know it's a one-way trip but we can go to mars i mean how can we not conquer our own body and understand our own body something we've lived with and studied since the existence of us you know um and so so I, I thought that a long time ago. And then as I uh, did my research and I've helped myself, and then as I've helped other people, and then as I've listened to other people's stories and, and how they help people, uh, which I'm going to go over um, a book today. But... um this is the same conclusion. Uh, I, I, I've gone right back to the same conclusion where I believe it's more about money than it is about helping people. Uh, so these things have been known for a very long time. It's actually a lot of it's being rediscovered or it's being um, studied in a way where they're finding even more information uh, and more more of a perspective on some of the underlining root causes of autoimmune diseases and other diseases that um that yeah we just keep rediscovering the same thing and natural medicine has known without knowing as mu- in much detail like thousand years ago um they didn't have these problems uh, as much not not even close really so so these chronic diseases seem to be more of a a new um brought on by new environmental factors basically and um but if you ask someone who's really trained in natural medicine probably a hundred years ago when we didn't have all these different names for all these different autoimmune diseases they probably would have told you something about the gut you know it's it was kind of common sense uh not, not that long ago and now we're rediscovering the common sense that natural practitioners had from the beginning uh, because they understood, even if they didn't understand it and understand in as much detail, they understand that um the the different areas like what what throws these different uh warnings what these uh, different warning lights if you will like in a car um it, they understand how the body works more as a system than conventionally trained. Uh, people. And that's a shame because they go through about like eight, 10 years of, of uh, school. They do some more, you know, years of work. They, you know, they do a lot. And they, they basically, the reason, another reason why they won't know this, and while they'll actually even actively fight these ideas, is because they're they're taught that what they know is Everything like they, they 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 don't need to refer out. There's uh, you know the body is just messing up. This theory it's it's based in their foundation. The body is messing up, so there cannot be an answer to those symptoms because the body is just messing up. We have to tell the body how, how to work properly, and this is a a fundamental lie. At uh, it is maybe at best a half truth, but it's definitely a lie. And, uh, and this, this belief system that all this education and trillions of dollars of, of research that, that it's built on uh, is, is just going to lead to in, in breakthroughs and innovations and in, in telling the body what to do and not actually fixing the problem. So I hope that makes sense. I went on somewhat of an off-script and somewhat of a rant, a rant. Um, but, uh, but I hope that makes sense. So if it sounds like a conspiracy theory it's uh it's you're half right so it's more of like a conspiracy fact it's uh this research has been out for decades in fact there's even there's even more um research that i came across lately that tells me they're hiding even more uh solutions to uh even viral outbreaks that's had you know solutions that have been known for what was that article? I believe it was 30 plus years, um, but that's a different episode. So feel free to tune back in uh, when I talk about that. Uh, pretty groundbreaking uh, article for me. It gave me a different perspective, but anyway. So, um, so like I said, the layman, the people, the every average, average everyday person, uh, professionals, they all really understand about 10% of the story and I'll get to why I said 10%. Um, and they build off of that false, I, or they build off that little bit of 10%. They build everything they've come to understand afterwards off of the idea that is fundamentally flawed as in genetics, uh, predetermine everything, uh, your body's just messing up. And even germ theory, all, all very, have been long ago debunked, but yet still used. So the National Institute for Occupational Health and Safety uh, also has said this very same thing. Um, They, uh, and I'm going to quote the article, and I think they did a great job, this is on exposome, uh, which is a a term for the environmental factors that um, influence your health. So one of the promises of the Human Genome Project was that it could revolutionize understanding of the underlying causes of disease and aid in the development of preventions and cures for more more diseases. Unfortunately, genetics has been found to account for only about 10% of diseases, and the remaining causes appear to be from environmental causes. So to understand the causes and eventually the prevention of disease, Environmental causes need to be studied. Links will be down below. Uh, even NIOSH, as that's how I call it, the uh, National Institute of Occupational Health and Safety. Uh, even NIOSH, um, a government institution, uh, there's there are signs that they know this, but it's it's almost like they they pretend this research doesn't exist. Uh, so it's not that. There isn't any research or proof behind uh, natural medicine and what you know the, the basic theories of uh, of health of natural health, but it's that it's oh, it's just glossed over or it's um or it doesn't fit into the the body's messing up narrative that many uh, so-called experts believe. So, here's a graphic on how uh, the CDC uh, views disease, really, or at least the, this one article. So again, the overall stance is that the body's messing up. We need to, We need a pharmaceutical product that corrects your body. That's the overall mainstream stance. On the other hand, you'll still read these articles uh, where they understand that the environmental exposures, uh, I don't know which direction the graphic's going to be, but the, um, so if you're listening to a podcast, it's a little flow chart. So uh, the environmental exposures, then our unique characteristics, our genetic weak links—in other words—then uh, this equals a, a disease based on the exposure and your genetics, and um, and that's it. Uh, that that is a little simple three-way flow ch- fleet, uh, three-stage flowchart. It appears that many have known that humans are not victims of their genetics had to add a marker there okay so uh, our environment is really the biggest factor when it comes to our health but yet not even considered it's just uh your genetics there's a genetic time bomb and it goes off at a certain age and you get this incurable disease come back uh in a month and we'll see how far you've fallen basically and and i and this is very frustrating, um, and I, and I have to I have to work on taking on these feelings for myself. And we're going to talk about this in a second, anyway. But don't take the burden of the world on yourself. So you are not responsible for others. Um, but I'm getting again. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let, let, let's continue. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into the autoimmune personality section of the of the episode in just a second. So. Um, so there are over 90 different diseases or disease names, but basically it all boils down to the same environmental exposures and, uh, and then the particular genetics of the person, and that's how the symptoms, uh, the collection of symptoms manifest. And then the uh, conventional mainstream system actually just, just uh, matches all the symptoms to a particular name. Like, like right at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that the name that my, the name of the disease or collection of symptoms that my friend died with, not from, I think, and let me get, I'm, again, I'm getting, I'm getting tongue tied. I'm trying to tell you too many ting, things, things at once. Things at once. Anyway, um, so then they match the collection of symptoms to a particular name and then they do a, a, a protocol based on that name so it's really a paint by numbers cookie cutter approach to health so this is it, like people think that um that uh, medicine is super complicated but anyone can understand this stuff uh, uh stuff that i do as well it, it's simple you just have to understand it on a very fundamental level uh even uh mainstream medicine it's simple Um, to a degree. So where it gets complicated is that they come up with this terminology. It's almost like they're just learning a different language that the average everyday person is not going to know so that they sound more impressive. And it's not really anything to do with being more effective and helping more people. Like I said before, 2000, when was that article done? Anyway, done a while ago, over a decade ago. Um, and, And it's not about helping people. It's about not admitting you're wrong i guess i don't know and money it's just that's what it all it seems like there's a, a leaky gut uh, article that is linked as well and what you'll find is a very well detailed detailed four pages of of really outlining and giving a ton of more information than you want about leaky gut and how it relates to autoimmune disease. And that's, I believe, 2005. So over a decade ago, this stuff comes out. And instead of uh, adapting with the new information, no response, no mis- response from the mainstream community. My friend, again, 11 years, visiting however many doctors, uh, getting into a ridiculous amount of uh, debt, I imagine, because of the uh, astronomical co- cost of surgeries and, and things that, uh, that they fail at, like, that's, I'll mention one more thing. Is that mainstream medicine, the more they fail, the more they fail, the more money they make. There is no incentive, financial incentive, for mainstream medicine to change what they're doing because, uh, to actually fit reality and to help people out. Um, because then they'll make less money, I mean, it's, it's sad, but that's how the system's built and and, it, and that's not to disparage the people who go into that with the intention of helping but that's the reality and um, and you know I see a lot of mainstream uh, practitioners moving to natural medicine and getting out of that system because of that very reason. They want to help people and they don't want it to uh, be influenced by some politics or big business. Um, and uh, that's the way it should be. So uh, so article on leaky gut, I recommend it. It's four pages. It's very highly detailed, little infographic of uh, the leaky gut. In, in fact, I'll put the leaky gut graphic on um, my video right now so that uh, and I'll make a note. so I do this in, in post and in editing. Uh, let me sorry, let me, let me pause this so you don't hear my clicking. Right, and I am finished typing. So, um, uh, the I recently read a book by Palmer Kipola. That that name throws me off. It sounds like two last names. Um, Anyway, she is a functional medicine coach or practitioner, a health coach, I'm I'm not sure which one. Um, And she wrote a very good book, uh, very detailed, tons of resources, references, uh, really well put together. Uh, I really loved it. And I i recommend it and this is i'm just this idea of the autoimmune personality came from this book uh, which is called beat autoimmune by palmer capola uh, once again she had uh, ms so multiple sclerosis uh, and had a bunch of other uh, issues as well so she described it as being pretty uh, of her being pretty far gone in terms of symptoms and she she came back and then once she got better uh, and she figured all that stuff out, she decided to go down the career path of helping people do the same thing with autoimmune. I really, I see this, this isn't a uh, a different, uh, this isn't a very different story because so many people, once they find their answers, they they wanna help people, other people find a similar answers. So they wanna help people who suffered from the same issues as they did. Um, and, and so that they don't have to wait 11 years or potentially die because they counted on uh, mainstream medicine. And uh, she's not, she doesn't say any of this stuff in the book, this is my opinion, um, but uh, she's a lot nicer with mainstream medicine. And I believe this, um, her education and training comes from more of a mainstream source of, uh, of natural medicine than um than my source, basically. And that's not to say hers is worse, but I'm just going to say that that I think um, that breeds a little bit more of a nice outlook on conventional medicine, because there's still, or conventional medicine, my apologies, mainstream medicine, uh, because several mainstream hospitals do use functional medicine. And so, uh, but many of them don't, and they, and they probably will never because it's, it's, and it's not even that good of a system anyway. When, when you bring in this big business, uh, it really does corrupt the, uh, the progress and the nature of helping people naturally, in my opinion, probably, you know, she probably doesn't believe that, but, um, but her book was amazing and I thought, uh, it was good and deserves, uh, a read. So. So this is from one of my favorite parts of the book. Uh, so the personalities that uh, some practitioners have linked to autoimmune disease. Now, I don't think that um, these personalities are, are specific to autoimmune uh, symptoms themselves, uh, but what I do know is that these things can lead to any disease. So then it, it, it depends on your genetic uh, weak links as I said before. So uh, first up, so this is one of eight. So automatic concern for the needs of others and often ignoring your own. Now you can um, see if that resonates with you, if anything strikes a chord. I have found uh, uh, at least first time reading this in a book, at least one or two of those uh, struck a chord with me, something that I'm still working on. And I think um, honestly, it's always, uh, uh, it's always about working on yourself. So it's not like the working on yourself, uh, ever stops, even though symptoms go away. It's more of this, uh, it's that Kaizen principle. It's the uh, ever, um, in the, the step-by-step getting better, you know, one, one at a time. Okay. I did I, I kind of, uh, didn't do a great job doing the Kaizen definition, but more or less, uh, it's still, it's still, uh. I think I got my point across, so moving on. So, um, the second one up is impulsive and rigid identification with duty, role, and responsibility rather than being your authentic self. Now, I think many people uh, can struggle with this. I, uh, you know, it's, it's realizing yourself takes a long time. And I think that's, as long as you're always trying, I think that's always, that's fine. You know, these things can be fine as long as it's not uh, really affecting your health. Um, and you really don't know that. And so you work on these specific uh, traits, personality traits that you think are are um, harming your health and adding to like the subconscious layer of stress. And, and believe me, uh, yes, like the subconscious, Subconsciously, stress uh, element uh, it can affect health. It does affect health, and it's. Uh, I think I included some articles um, as well as the <laughs> as uh, in in the show notes as well. So feel free to go there. There and there's some articles from um, different prestigious uh, and the authorities of health uh, saying the same thing. So um, anyway, so next up, suppression of suppression or repression of so-called negative emotions. So, um, so-called negative because negative emotions can be appropriate and they don't have to be a bad thing at the time. You know, you don't have to be a robot to, um, to be healthy, basically is what I'm saying. Uh, and the idea that you, um, have to act a certain way is kind of, that, that, that idea kind of, um, is similar to number two. So this is number three. So number two and three, similar elements. There's really not much of a separation. And that's the other thing I wanna harp on of conventional medicine or mainstream medicine um, is that the, the separation of body parts and treating things as, it's, as if it's broken, um, it, as if there's a separation, as if there's a hard separation between your hormones and your diet or your gut and your brain or your skin and your gut, or your environment and your health. You know, there's no separation, and um, and 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 that makes it more complicated as well as much simpler. I mean, once you're on the right track, it's a lot simpler to get answers. Anyway, so number four, taking responsibility for how other people feel. So uh, I relate to this one as well. So I. Um, Yes, I, I take responsibility for how other people feel, and I've something I'm working on, I'm learning to not burden myself by other people's actions. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but you know, human beings don't have to make a ton of sense. But but people, I think, if you care about someone, you it's kind of natural for you to you care about the decisions they make. Um, you know, especially if they're making decisions that you know are going to, in the long term, uh, hurt them so you know such as lifestyle factors so never wanting to disappoint people this is still part of four feeling that you can never say no and sounds familiar like a, a lot of people i know and um and yeah so it could be really beneficial to get in the practice of saying no so you know it's just to things it's, it's not that you're being a mean person it's not that you're um being selfish or anything like that it's just no, you know, just no. You know, you have to think about yourself. Uh, you know, put on your own uh, mask or oxygen mask. Um, you know, on a plane uh, before you put it on the child, so that you don't pass out, and then your you and the child are both, you know, in a crappy situation. Anyway, next up, five perfectionist. So. I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I don't really relate to this one. I just go. So so maybe you do. Maybe you relate to being a perfectionist. I know some uh, people who would think they're profesh- perfectionist. Um, and so they're... Um, So here's a little description from the book that I've included, uh, not in the show notes, but I'll read it to you here. Uh, There are positive qualities associated with perfectionism, including being driven, being responsible, and having high standards. The traits of perfectionism that are more likely to be associated with development of autoimmune conditions include having a merciless inner critic, being judgmental of others, and being prone to anxiety and depression. So although I don't relate to perfectionist i do relate to um inner critic uh and and other you know being judgmental of myself and um yes so that is something again that i come i've come a really long way and that, that's that was um you know a lot less of that that inner critic in my head thanks to meditation which i've gone over uh before my, my favorite method um i've only learned two ways, uh, two or three ways. Um, And my favorite for the um, sitting down type of meditation is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. So feel free to go back to that episode on meditation. Number six, workaholic. Workaholics are compulsively work-obsessed and can become Addicted to power and control in order to gain approval and public recognition. Now, who doesn't want public recognition? Now, all these things can be positive, they can be negative. At the end of the day, it's more about balance. It's always about balance. You know, things can, a little bit of stress is good, too much stress is bad. So, it's about balance. It's not about that uh, these things are, you know, being a perfectionist is bad, or being a workaholic is bad, or being the next one up is overachievers. None of those things are bad. In balance. So next up, number seven, overachiever. Traits of uh, this personality can be similar to those of perfectionist and include being motivated by a fear of being judged inadequate, incompetent, or unworthy. Ouch, that sounds awful. Uh, so overachiever, uh, does this strike a chord with you? Um, I mean, do you ha- do you have? the need to, uh, for someone else's approval specifically or just in, in society in general. I, I definitely, uh, again, I mean, who can't relate to a few of these uh, unless you're really not doing anything, in which case that's its own symptom of not caring, uh, is its own symptom. And then you kind of know that maybe there's a hormonal issue, a, a nutrition issue, um, both a mind and body issue. Um, anyway, uh, number eight. Chronic overgiver. These individuals typically put the needs of others ahead of their own needs. Overgivers. This probably sounds like a lot of people's moms. Um, anyway, overgivers often have great difficulty re- receiving and may give out of a desire to feel loved, admired, or appreciated. An overgiver regularly sacrifices his or her own needs for the sake of others, which can lead to exhaustion, a sense of unworthiness, a depression, resentment, and conflict in important relationships, uh, as well as substance abuser. Oh, wait, that's... Oh, I have nine. I have nine. There are not eight. Nine from the book Beat Autoimmune. Uh, recommended book. So substance abuser. Childhood trauma is linked to personality traits including anxiety, compulsive behavior, frequent negative emotions, and impulsiveness. Uh, and a different part of the book, let me just elaborate on that. The... Adverse childhood events section might may be enlightening for people who may feel like they have substance uh, the trait of, of a substance abuser uh, that is also a good indicator or, or predictor of, of uh, addictive behaviors or just overall um, personality traits that could lead to disease so, uh, again, great book. I recommend it. So uh, do any of those sound like you? I bet you know you can relate to some some of those. Uh, did anything strike a chord? Does the sound, does this sound like someone you know? So remember if it sounds like someone you know, uh, not to take on the stress of that person not caring or trying to make themselves healthier or improve their lives in any way. Um, this is not as harsh as that may sound it's not really your concern and if you take too much of that on yourself uh you would be several of these uh personality traits would be pertaining to that so this can make you sick again in so um like uh let's see so responsibility of others that's the first one so you would be like a number one a number four a number eight and uh and so that's three out of nine already that's like what a lot that's a lot, so definitely don't take on that stress of um, you know trying to help others who don't want to help themselves it's 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 uh you know I get it I have family members who uh, I know are making themselves sick and uh, and that's just that's their choice, and there's nothing you can do because even if they did understand what you uh, would want them to do and what they should do. They still have to do it every day. And if they don't, if if there's something subconsciously, and this is what I'm learning uh, with another book with uh, the EFT. What I learned is that subconsciously, there are probably these things that make them want to make those bad decisions because they don't, um, they may not feel worthy of it. Doesn't mean everyone who makes bad decisions doesn't feel worry, doesn't have worry for that, or they don't feel worthy of of uh of being healthy and having that kind of life but it does mean that i am trying to say this there's usually something beneath that maybe some passive events maybe um maybe some current events you know for something so there's something they're connecting with the positive change as negative negative. and tony robbins also talks about this and if you really think about it uh, they could not want the attention. They could view the attention of, of having that personal growth as a bad thing. They could m- have it mean uh, in their heads. They could think that um, that's one particular person will disapprove or the community disapproves. This this has been uh, repeated a lot in different ways in, in all the books, really, that I've been reading lately, even classics. Um, and and classic uh, psychology books as well. And and yeah, so just it's all about diving into those layers and really making those changes. So, all right. So after all those things, you probably want to know how, what do you actually do about it? What do you actually do? Um, how do you actually help with these personality traits that you know are making you sick or you could make you sick? and you, Or maybe you just don't wanna have these worries anymore. Um, so I have three simple recommendations. One is work with a life coach or any type of coach that feels appropriate to you that helps with making lifestyle changes. Uh, this will shortcut your path to results. Uh, it's it's uh, the best way is to have someone help you who's been there, who's helped people do the same thing. So uh, that's number one. Number two is educate yourself on self-therapies like neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, that's an easy one for the rational-minded uh, to get into because it's very practical. It's, um, it's yeah, it helps, it helps a lot. It's, it's easier to get into. I know like a year ago, I wasn't in a, a good spot to get into the more, um, let's say, more we- I'll just say it, more weird sounding uh, therapies uh, like like EFT, the uh, Emotional Freedom Technique. This is where you tap on uh, acupressure points around the body. There are nine different ones that they've stuck to as you're talking and walk, working through your your problems. There's a, there's a bit of a process with that. So I, a year ago wasn't uh feeling that. <laughs> um and then uh recently I've revisited it and and I'm a different person and now I see the value in it and I've been using it for different things, really exploring that uh form of I don't know if you would call it therapy. I don't know if there's a legal issue with calling it therapy, but anyway, it is what it is. It's helpful and it's proven to be helpful and there's research behind how helpful it is. So you you know, there's clues to success. There's success and clues. However, however, uh, I, I spun that one around, I think. Anyway, Tony Robbins is another good resource. Dr. Joe Dispenza was good. I mentioned, uh, I believe, meditation. Uh, I really love his books. And of course, podcasts and further books and education. So if you read a book a month uh, on a specific topic, let's say it's self-development and, and personality traits like this, really how to how to make better changes for yourself, then you're going to be really far along. And uh, so you you can't go wrong with that. So then my third and final recommendation is do both. (laughs) That would really shortcut a lot of time. Um, This is something that every client of mine, uh, I recommend do. Uh, It's it it's it's how they're going to understand as how they're going to make more progress they can i can talk at someone for an hour give them the plan uh and then they do the plan but they don't really understand why they're doing it and they're not going to make as good of a decision if they did understand the nuances of the plan that i gave them if that i hope that makes sense now, if you would like more information like this, feel free to subscribe and um, come back every week uh, share this episode with people who need to know. I think uh, that people should not be dying from things that are easily fixable, uh, relatively easily fixable, definitely within a year uh, fixable. Anyway, um, if you need help with your health uh, and you want to find more information like this, feel free to email me at mathe at RootLVLWellness.com for your free exploratory call. If we're not a good fit, I'll recommend um, your next step. So whether that's someone else who, who works with what you are trying to do or um, some some way forward, basically, I'll find it for you for free. So until next time, seek knowledge, take ownership, and take constant action. All right, so that's it for the show. I hope you found it helpful. And as a reminder, all the affiliate links below are equa.life and Steven Cabral, um, and I believe Integrative Health Practitioner. Those are affiliate links. So if you would like to uh, make a purchase or be in my community where I answer the community questions, uh, so you have someone there to help guide you, uh, which will give you answers a lot quicker than you finding them. Uh, as well as uh, supporting the show. So it supports the show, supports my mission to make it so that people uh, have this information more available. They don't have to uh, go through the same amount of suffering that, uh, that we all go through before we find our answers. It um, doesn't have to be this way and, and I'm going to work every day to assure that it doesn't stay that way for much longer. So use those links, Uh, send a proof of purchase to the email address down below, matthew at rootlevelwellness.com. And I'll see you on the next episode and in the community. Take care.